2: At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio,
3: wherever you can get podcasts.
2: Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home an auto, they offer you round the clock protection. Something you probably don't know. A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know. There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know. A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Inks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante. Feels good to say those words. He's actually on the other end of the call. You will hear his voice, I promise. Or I could just talk for 35 minutes like last time. You'll you'll never know. You'll never know the difference. Uh, we are actually approaching opening day. DEFCON 1, it is tomorrow, supposedly. Pending rain, might rain. Uh, Opening day is happening, though, and we're excited. So what are we talking about? The Aaron Judge calamity that took over Monday's discourse first. I still have some things to get off my chest about how the Yankees handled that and our ongoing PTSD and why they subjected us to any of those rumors in the first place. Also, the shortstop market just got a potential new addition for next year. Is Francisco Lindor going to be a Met long-term? How did the Mets screw this up so spectacularly? Why won't Steve Cohen just pay people? And are the Yankees really connected to all these other free agent shortstops as John Heyman is rumoring on this beautiful Wednesday morning? And then finally, what we're most excited for with opening day on the horizon. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with that mailbag question we've been begging you for. We will be more than happy to answer it. Thomas Carinante, happy Wednesday, bad skies, but still a beautiful day on the horizon.
3: Oh, baby. Tomorrow opening day. It feels good to be back, Uh, Adam. You killed it talking to Luke Voigt on Friday and going solo on Monday, especially with all the pertinent topics that happened over the weekend.
2: Luke Voigt forgot to tell me uh, (laughs) a pretty important thing about uh, his his life and the way he's acting right now. By the way, I'm undergoing surgery, so I'll see you. uh, (laughs) I don't know if I'm breaking this or anything. You know I'm having (laughs) surgery, right? Excuse me? (laughs) They're actually I'm actually in the hospital. They're bringing
3: me into the operating room. I got to hang up. Yeah, sorry. I got to go real quick. Anyway, shave your face. Uh, Yes. um, Great time to be alive right now. We have opening day coming tomorrow. Uh, We've been waiting for this for quite a while. We're going to have fans back in the stands. We're going to have an actual pitcher on opening day in Yankee Stadium. Garrett Cole, an ace, throwing in front of fans. Um, And I couldn't be more excited. So I don't really know what coolest storylines are heading into opening day because we've been discussing so much and it's kind of we kind of got deflated at the end of spring training there with this all this injury nonsense once again creeping up on us and now we still have Still not finalizing uh, the opening day uh, roster. We're still waiting on that. I, th- hopefully that drops during the pod. It'd be nice if we could get a, a, That'd be a great. Se- sexy bit of information to talk about there. Um, so let's get all the bad stuff out of the way before we start talking about how excited we are. And uh, everyone, everyone needs to know what happened with Aaron judge and why the Yankees are just the worst at this. They're they they I don't know who's running PR. I feel like it's like a a 16 year old high school girl who just constantly wants the drama. I, I don't know what's going on. Why does the team continue to do this?
2: So clearly look, I'll get this out up top. I know, I know I'm well aware, not my first rodeo, That the Yankees can't disclose sensitive medical information and things of that nature, etc. But you know who's found a nice cozy way to handle this minor clash of, you know, ideologies every other team in baseball. So when somebody is undergoing testing for a potential COVID exposure or there's even suspicion of a COVID exposure, all you have to say is get ahead of the scenario and come out and do a press conference and say, Aaron isn't with the team today. I cannot tell you the reason why, like even saying I cannot tell you the medical reason why, but I assure you we will have more information uh, shortly. Once you can hint at it, you can wink at it. Everybody does it. There's coded language now that basically means we are not sure if this is a COVID situation. We are testing to make sure, and we will get back to you as soon as we know. Now, the Yankees weren't terribly concerned with Judge. It turns out, uh, but guess who was? Everyone else on planet Earth, because we watched him not play three three games in a row, not going to play, out of the lineup, and then we're just waiting. And then it's like, Aaron Boone has media availability at 1130. You'll all find out in like an hour what happened with Aaron Judge. Great. Can't wait. Team's the most important player. Can't wait to figure out what happened. On Saturday, he's in the Zoom room being like, I'm bored of spring training. Can't wait to get to the regular season. So maybe they're just holding him out. I don't know. Uh, then Aaron Boone's media availability disappears. Can't get a hold of him.
1: At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum.
2: We did it. We time-traveled to
1: yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an 8-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: Why? He's the manager. He's about to manage a game. You can't find him? Uh, oh, my God. Aaron's gone. Okay. Can anybody else talk about the sensitive Aaron Judge situation? Brian Cashman. Great. He's got a little mail- media availability before the game, too. Uh, well, now his is delayed. So what are we working on here? Either Brian Ca- So now fans are going crazy. Either Brian Cashman's working on the biggest trade of all time or Judge you know, b- between inactivity developed a crazy degenerative condition, like something insane happening. Everybody's concerned. And yet we've all come to the same conclusion. that it is a catastrophic judge injury because we've dealt with that in the past and you can't keep offering leadership figures and then going dead silent when called out on it. And so we're all just waiting for the horrible injury update. There's this awkward game broadcast going on, like, Ken Singleton on the call, just not talking about it, doesn't know anything. Honestly, they brought on Meredith Marakovic at some point, and she sort of stumbled through. She made a couple, like, vocal ticks in a segment where she was talking about the injuries that had, had lined up, about Voight and stuff. She was stuttering a little bit, and it was almost like she was holding on information that she wasn't allowed to say yet. So everybody's panicking. I don't know if anybody was freaked out by Meredith or, or just me, but she was kind of like, she seemed a little cagey, unwilling to come to the, and ultimately Aaron Boone shows up in the fifth inning to do an interview mid game. And Meredith is the one to crash the party. And Boone's getting like softball questions about how does the team feel headed North, blah, blah, blah. And Meredith was the one who butted in to be like, Hey, Aaron. By the way, everybody online is panicking about Aaron Judge. Can you say anything about what the hell is going on? Like, can you finally open the doors? And he just very nonchalantly is like, Judge is feeling a little under the weather. Uh, We got everything checked out, and uh, you know, came out clean. He's gonna be with us coming north. You know, where everything's fine. We, We think we'll have him. He'll be in the opening day lineup. I would say that was so easy. And so obviously, they got the test back and everything checked out. Uh, and then the interview sort of abruptly ended, and it made you wonder if the Yankees cut the mic. But shout out to Meredith Marakovits for getting to the bottom of that. But not anti shout out to everybody who made that moment possible because that entire day sucked. Yeah, and it wasn't just us, and
3: uh, because we are always of the 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 group of people who are like oh great someone tore an ACL and they're just they're waiting to tell us at the last possible second
2: it's also I, been proven time and again void yeah. surgery came to yep, light
3: yep. because he was out of the lineup for two straight
2: days that's the only reason we knew something was up
3: yeah and they they just have a history of lagging on or being vague I had friends text me they're like oh you ready to tell uh, you ready for Cashman to tell us Judge is out till 2024 I'm like honestly I'm ready for more than that I'm ready for four significant injuries. Uh, decimated pitching staff. So I'm used to all of it, but you know what? I actually just did my best to not really pay attention to this Uh, in my head. I just tried to think of funny stuff. Like um, I uh, made up a storyline that Cashman had to take a shit and that's why his (laughs) media availability was delayed um, because I can't deal with this anymore. I really, I, it's too much stress. Um, I, I care about my team, but to be to be this, I guess, tuned in to what's going on and and getting, getting played constantly because either the Yankees are the victim of just very odd circumstance where they can't seem to get all their ducks in a row when it comes to making any sort of announcement or diagnosing a player with injury or making some sort of a decision to announce this news um, – I just I don't want I don't want an abusive relationship with the Yankees anymore. I just want to watch baseball. I want to have fun. Um, I really hope that if anything were to happen from this point forward, that they can just figure it out and not have it seem like a catastrophic event is about to happen. Uh, once again, they don't seem to really know their audience. Uh, newsflash: Yankee fans give a shit about every instance and every moment that this team is going through. Um, so it'd be great if there was some clarity, uh, or you weren't, you know, dangling something over the fans that had some sort of, uh, ominous, uh, outcome to it. Um, nonetheless, once again, happier times. We got opening day coming. Uh, judge will be there. Thankfully, supposedly, Uh, supposedly he will be as of right now. He will be there. Um, the Yankees will be dealing with some issues. Uh, we're like I said, still waiting on that final opening day roster spot. Um, like we discussed this morning, probably a decision in terms of whether, whether to move Zach Britton to the 60 day IL or not. Um, but what are we most excited for? What are you feeling, Adam? Let's, let's, let's hear it.
2: Oh, wow. I mean, it did have that all that whole stupid day. The other day soured me. It did have this vibe of like, oh, were you worried about Aaron judge? (laughs) <laughs> oh, were you worried about Aaron Judge a little bit? Look at you. Like, it felt like the Yankees were treating us like we were stupid. But I have moved on. Uh, I'm excited as hell for opening day. I'm mostly excited. I mean, macro, big picture. I'm mostly excited that it's a 162-game season that we're preparing mm-hmm. for. The the 60-game season, uh, a one-time thing, never going to happen again. But it did change my mental calculus in a way I was not happy about I said going into it that it was going to wreck, like as someone who already treats 162 game season, like every game is extremely meaningful. This stupid 60 game thing is going to wreck me. And the only thing that was holding me together was like expanded playoffs. The Yankees are so clearly better than their opposition. Like there are going to be some devastating losses made magnified by the shortness of the season, but it's not going to matter because ultimately cream rises to the top. They're going to be one of the best, you know, three or four teams in the American league And then, of course, they weren't. They went on a catastrophic losing streak that would have been catastrophic in 162-game season two, but was downright devastating in such a shortened campaign. They really almost missed the playoffs. They were like a game up on the Baltimore Orioles going into a four-game set with the Baltimore Orioles. I just want to remind everyone of that. That's the kind of stuff we were dealing with last year. Um, I'm excited for it to, you know— Not to say that every game doesn't matter, but I am excited to get into the long haul here with a New York Yankees team that I really do believe in. Um, things even out and normalize with the Yankees to a certain extent. They are an organization that while we may get on them every so often for cheaping out in the long haul of things, uh, you know, everything eventually does begin to settle and normalize. Um, this if they could survive 2019 and the injuries that they went through that year, they can survive just about everything. But how about we don't have to survive? How about we just have a great season featuring maximum number of contributions from all of these extremely talented parties in terms of specific storylines? I'll just say I am sort of equally excited for three things. Um, Garrett Cole in front of a live audience mm-hmm. on opening day and by audience, I mean crowd. It's been a long year. Um, uh, Glaber Torres at shortstop. Uh, the experiment, he looked amazing this spring. Um, let's bring it to the regular season. Let's do a full year of fit energy from Glaber Torres. And then the rest of the pitching staff, I'm intrigued by everybody. I want to see what Kluber has. Might take a little while to shake off that rust. Want to see Tyone, even want to see Domingo Herman. Anything that allows the Yankees to finish the season without starting Davey Garcia for one inning in a pivotal playoff game. Or uh, whatever the hell they did in 2019 in the deciding game in the Astros series when Chad Green started um, and James Paxton couldn't be trusted, anything that uh, stabilizes the rotation and allows the Yankees to live their lives. I'm excited for so somebody's going to emerge from that rotation, and I'm ready for it. I gotta agree with you.
3: I mean, I'm thrilled about all those things. Uh, I, the pitching staff, I love the 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 remodeling we did. Uh, most specifically, the bullpen. I think once Britton comes back, it, it's going to be it's going to be probably the best. Bullpen we've had in in quite some time. Uh, people don't realize how important the addition. Well, people probably do realize, but I think the addition of Darren O'Day was really a lot more significant than um, the average fan understands. Uh, but more importantly, uh, Cole in front of the live audience. Number one for me. Uh, two, probably Torres on his on his mini revenge tour to show everybody that uh, all the critics are schmucks. Uh, but I'm going to have some more positive, super positive vibes here. I'm pumped for Gary. I want to mm-hmm. see what Gary can do. Gary will be catching opening day per, per our understand. Another thing that we've been told, hopefully, been doesn't told. Change, we have been told that he will be starting opening day as the, as the catcher, catching Garrett Cole. Um, and uh, I, I hope that if this lineup can largely stay healthy, Um, He will be in a very good spot because the pressure will be a little bit more alleviated um, in terms of his production. If he could just clean up the boneheaded defensive errors uh, and figure out how to, I guess, read the pitch that's coming out of the out of the pitcher's hand uh, because he looked very confused the last, I'd say year and a half. um, I think that'll do wonders for him. And I don't think that's too much to ask for uh, because if he can hammer down kind of the basics, you know, we're talking about basic things here. Uh he's going to get back to all-star form and the chatter is going to go away if he could produce right off the bat. I know we started off spring very fast and then kind of came crashing down, very similar to what he was doing in the Dominican Winter League. Um but if he has a hot April and he kind of, you know, fizzles out a little bit May, a little bit in May and like the beginning of June, I honestly don't think it's a big deal. If he gets off to a hot start, fans aren't really going to care.
2: and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone nice work you'd love snapshot from progressive because it rewards safe drivers progressive casualty insurance company
1: and affiliates snapshot not available in california and north carolina or from all agents
3: he's excited about Aaron judge but i think stanton we got to give stanton some love this year judge is impervious to criticism judge will never be criticized by yankees fans it just will not happen he's a lovable dude Um, he's delivered so many clutch moments and he's just, he's just incredible all around and everybody loves him. But Stanton has been the target ever since that trade. Um, Even though he did have a tremendous 2018 uh, his, his, his hitting in timely situations has not been great. His strikeouts sometimes are just like, you're looking, you're watching and you're not sure what's going on and how a major league hitter can swing at a pitch like that low in the dirt. But some analysts are picking him for AL MVP. Um, and if he's healthy, uh, we just saw what he did in the playoffs at Peco Park. We kind of talked about his splits there and how they didn't really matter, but I guess they did. Uh, but nonetheless, Giancarlo Stanton on opening day with the Yankees, pretty damn incredible six for 11, three homers, seven RBIs, and five runs scored. So I'm excited to see what he could do right off the bat. And if he could stay healthy, get some reps in the outfield and just keep his bat on the trajectory of where it could be 250. Uh, 35, 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. I think everyone will be happy. And then if he can get some timely hits in the postseason, he can really turn around his, you know, beginning of uh, the tenure to his Yankees career. So I'm putting all the positive vibes out there for Giancarlo and Gary because they,
2: they've had the worst go of it, I think, over the last few years. I agree. But God, I mean, when Gary looked good this spring, he looked great. And when Giancarlo looked good this spring, it was the entire spring long. He was fucking incredible. Sorry for the F-bomb. But man, that guy. I mean, 40 home runs, I think, is the baseline for a full season of Stanton. So let's maybe hopefully get a full season of Stanton. We're going to be right back when we come back. Guys, the New York Mets. Yes. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. It gives me no pleasure to report that the New York Mets are at it again. Uh, I just want to say, so the Francisco Lindor situation, um, when the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor, the assumption was they were going all in on the player and taking somebody out of the shortstop free agent market for 2021, which also includes Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Javier Baez, uh, big old names, Corey Seager. Um, So when the Mets preemptively got Lindor a year ahead of free agency uh, with a team with a strong offense, the 2020 Mets had a very deep offense, solid pitching staff, but one hurt by injury and opt-out. Stroman wasn't there. Thor wasn't there. Um, A middling team with a good offense last year. So Steve Cohen buys the Mets. They decide to go all in. And their first real all-in move is this Lindor trade. They sacrifice Andres Jimenez, who is their shortstop of the future, ostensibly, and Ahmed Rosario, who was their current young shortstop, both now gone, both on Cleveland, to make a play for Lindor. And so the Lindor trade is, and Carlos Carrasco comes too, that's huge. He's currently injured, but when he comes back, going to be a big piece of the rotation, at least temporarily. So the Mets uh, do the Lindor thing to sort of combat blowback, after signing James McCann instead of JT Real Muto, which is literally mm. cheaping out, not a value judgment, just they looked at the market and said, let's sign the second most expensive catcher, not the best. Okay. They let him go to a division rival. Sure, that happened. Um, but the Lindor thing is a major chess piece. It's an announcement that the Mets are beyond back as a destination for big time free agents. Lindor's on the cover of the SI baseball preview. He has immediately changed the Mets culture. Oh, Wait a second, though, because the two sides, one of which is run by Steve Cohen, the quadrillionaire who Mets fans told me would never be outspent for any player ever and would change the game in free agency. Cohen's offering three hundred twenty five million dollars. Lindor's countering with $385 million with a lower AAV than the Cohen offer, by the way. And suddenly, this is now too rich for his blood. This may be a catastrophic miscalculation. It does not appear the two sides will come to an extension by opening day, which was the unofficial deadline. It now seems like Lindor's going to hit the market. And now you've got Mets fans doing the, well, he never wanted to play in New York anyway. So we'll go out and get a different shortstop next year. No, this was the shortstop. You got one. You surrendered assets to bring him in. Jimenez is going to be good. He's going to be great. You don't trade for Francisco Lindor to give him one year on the New York stage. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And Mets fans are, are also doing the what you 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 want Steve Cohen to just offer him fifty million more than any other team would offer him. That's insane. My counterpoint: yes. I do want him to do that because you told me he would do that. That was your whole thing that he would do that and ruin my life by paying people ridiculous sums more than any other owner would ever pay. That was the whole foundation that the Cohen era was built on. And quite frankly, doesn't appear to be built on much that differentiates him from some other billionaire who owns another major league team, Thomas, right? Am I crazy? No, you're totally right. And we gave, we gave the Mets the, the mini
3: pass, for cheaping out in free agency. Cause we said, Oh, you know what? They made this trade for Lindor. They got Carrasco in the deal. Who's who's a, a somewhat cost-effective pitcher, but you know, making between 13 and 15 million over the next couple of years. And then they're going to sign Lindor to this gigantic extension. So, it's technically, a given. so technically we can look at this and say, this is, this is going to be the 300 plus million dollar contract, 350 plus million dollar contract. They're going to dole out. Um, kind of soften the blow on passing on real Muto. Um, But then again, they passed on George Springer who, whether you think he's worth the money or not, the blue, the blue Jays, even I think out, uh, I mean the, uh not the blue Jays, who was the other team in the race for Springer that, that outbid the Mets. There was somebody else who was just like, what the blue, yeah, Jays- why have
2: I already forgot? I'm also, I know, cause uh, yeah,
3: it's, it's whatever. But anyway, the blue Jays outbid the Mets and cause the Mets wouldn't go like one more year. And like, like $20 million. And once again, we're talking about now the new richest owner in baseball. He has a net worth of nearly $15 billion. The most embarrassing part about all of this though, is uh his Steve Cohen on Twitter. Steve Cohen deleted his Twitter account because he was getting flamed for the GameStop shit. And now he's on there openly negotiating with, he's he's talking to himself negotiating with Lindor crowdsourcing information from Twitter <laughs> trolls. And it's like, what are you doing, man? And second, and aside from that, uh, well, here are the tweets. First of all, SNY tweets, the Mets and Francisco Lindor are brainstorming to find potential solutions for the gap that exists in negotiations. Steve Cohen responds directly to that tweet. I don't see a lot of brainstorming going on over here. Ooh, so, savage. Yeah. Old. Savage dude. Yeah. Um, Then somebody talks to him about uh, teasing uh, the deal um, or just teasing the entire uh, future of Lindor in New York. And Cohen responds to random man Joshua Robert 56. There's no teasing going on. I have made a great offer. It takes two to tango. Then he asks, Mets fans on Twitter. What do you think Lindor will accept? I'm going to crowdsource the answer. <laughs> Lindor is a heck of a player and a great guy. I hope he decides to sign. It's like, wh- what are you doing? Why, wh- why are you doing this? And why did it take you until the buzzer to realize that this was the most important aspect of the offseason, the most important uh, solution that, that needed to be resolved because I know the Mets have gone through a lot this off Look, look, we've already forgot that they had Jared Porter as a GM, to be honest with you. Like it, it's not even a thought in anyone's brain anymore. Fired for sexual harassment. They somehow got re they got brought into the Mickey Calloway scandal who hasn't been a, on the Mets for he's been gone from the Mets for two years now. And he, the Mets were apparently, I don't know if the complicit is the right word, but they may potentially have turned, uh, turned their eye to his disgusting behavior. Um, and then if you want to talk about met uh, players that mets fans love michael conforto there's been no there's been no contract extension <laughs> discussions with michael conforto and if there were any they were exploratory at best and conforto had said i think a week or two ago that hey, there's no update on my end in terms of that i haven't heard anything so the mets made some nice additions we're not going to we're not going to overlook the trevor may signing um There were a couple of other ones too, uh, like Taiwan Walker. We we don't hate that. It's a it's a solid deal. Um, Kevin Pilar, smart move for outfield depth. Jonathan Villar, nice move. Aaron Loop, nice move. Uh, No one's criticizing these moves, but those are marginal moves. Those are moves that, like you know, the Kansas City Royals make that that because they're operating with a very limited budget and they're trying to get players who are versatile. And kind of efficient in, in certain roles that will help them, you know, maintain bullpen flexibility or lineup flexibility, which is great. And, and the Mets should be doing that, but that shouldn't be characterizing their inaugural offseason with the richest owner in sports. And now we're looking at Lindor has set a negotiation deadline for opening day. And uh, Disha Thozar of the New York Daily News has just tweeted that Lindor and the Mets have entered Wednesday morning in a continued stalemate over the magic number, whatever that number may be. I think what did Lindor counter with 12 for 385 or was it 10? yeah?
2: And Cohen's was 10 325, which is the same AAV, so he's just signing him for
3: two years and like 64 million dollars more. Which w- w- does that really matter to a guy who is is almost worth 15 billion dollars nonetheless? Disha continues, no discussions from either side are expected. Source says, in other words, optimism that an extension will be worked out by the end of the day is currently low. So this means that Lindor will be on the Mets and the Mets will have a distraction right under their nose for the entirety of 2021 in arguably the hardest division in baseball in the NL East, because they have just traded and gave up assets for probably at this very moment, the best shortstop in baseball and will not sign him to an extension over a reported difference of sixty million dollars in two years, and I can't even believe that we're here. Especially when you see a team like the Padres, who I know the Padres are the, the Tatis contract is just a much different story because you're paying for every single prime year that he's got. But the Padres are not even close to in terms of the Padres owner is nowhere in close to in terms of uh, Steve Cohen's spending power, um, and. They have the New York market behind them, which is exponentially greater. So it's just, it, it's to me, it's embarrassing. I don't like to, you know, involve myself in Mets business. But just imagine, you know, seeing just this Cashman on Twitter, just like openly talking to himself and negotiating with DJ LeMay. you like, <laughs> how would that look? How would other fans how would other fans receive that? It would be it would be horribly received and the Yankees would get a ton of shit for it but because this is Steve Cohen and the Mets it's kind of like flying under the radar but I think I think that's the most embarrassing aspect of this entire thing.
2: you wonder if he is he gonna crowdsource Conforto next by the way too. hey another swell player Mets fans Michael Conforto you like him what would you pay him He's gonna Jimworms are open. Oh, but I brought back the black jerseys everyone like yeah, yeah. Uh, Lindor Francisco Lindor and I are still talking through fleets about a multi-million dollar contract extension but uh, yeah I brought we were getting the jerseys back you guys all wanted that he's like a, he's like a fan fiction Mets owner he's like <laughs> It's like for if if he trades legit assets for Francisco Lindor and then Francisco Lindor just walks and joins the free agency market, he's going to be like, we brought back another Mamas of Corona stand, though. There's more pizzas for you. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's basically like a Mets message board commenter come to life. Um, and now he owns the team. It just it stands out to me. Obviously, the way he does business in, in his normal life is uh, not quite above the board, right? He's Mm. well known for shady business dealings and now he's being extremely transparent with his maneuvers, but it's all just this insane commenting back and forth in a medium that is not designed or built for high-level contract situations. What is Steve Cohen going to be like in the room when they try to hammer out a new CBA after this offseason? Like, is he going to be making snarky, dumb little Twitter dunks while like the future of baseball is locked in a room together trying to figure it out? Is he going to be popping hey guys just emerged from the break room looks like we're not having a season next year would you prefer <laughs> to have like rainbow sprinkles or red sprinkles outside city field Dipping like and dots a, a dis stupid <laughs> dip and dots like I, I am our i was already bored of this guy when he arrived and i let mets fan i took mets fans at their word that he was going to revolutionize spending and and cause and create a second behemoth in new york and not only would the eight like the Yankees spend a lot. They spend less than the Dodgers and they've been committed to not spending in recent years. And we'll see what they do in the shortstop market after this season because there are rumors. I mean, John Heyman, you were talking to me earlier today, sort of reignited the flame that Correa Seager and story are all quote possible for the Yankees. I don't think I believe that to any real extent. And if you believe that that is a possible thing, then you have to also believe that Lindor is now an option because what is possible mean, if not high dollar shortstops that are now on the market, uh, some, a club of which Francisco Lindor is now a member. Um, I don't, uh, I you know, this is Gleyber Torres's year to essentially audition for the spot uh, of the Yankees starting shortstop moving forward. If something catastrophic happens and they decide that he is still better suited to second base, then the Yankees will make that adjustment and and dole out a huge contract, as has been somewhat rumored. The Yankees were rumored for Corey Seager per Bob Clapish. Who knows? I certainly don't. But what I was told was that the big spending Yankees would have a complete no limits owner in the other borough. And instead, we have a Twitter troll who was bullied so hard he deleted his account, but then brought it back to ask questions like that Eric Alper verified Twitter guy, the guy who's Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Like describe your high school without describing your high school. Like Steve Cohen is essentially like a shit poster on Twitter doing like, oh, tell me you're from the nineties without telling me you're from the nineties. Like I'm so bored of this. He's not revolutionized ownership and he may have made one of the biggest errors. A new owner has made in like 15 years in, in baseball.
3: And it's going to look worse because Annie Martino reported a couple weeks ago, we thought it was kind of dumb because we didn't really care, but he said if lindor doesn't agree to an extension with the mets by opening day and seemingly is an option for the free agent pool then the yankees are going to be among the the at the top of the line to uh, to bid for his services and that would that would indicate that this is truly the audition year for gleyber torres and if he shows any signs of not being capable of handling the position for the long term you can't tell me that the Yankees aren't, wouldn't go out and spend a ton on him and then deal Torres for a young, a young pitcher who can, you know, slot into a controllable arm who could slot into the rotation for the next four or five years, because that's a deal that another team would do. Um, and that's a sense that that's where the Yankees would want to spend their money. They want, they would want to spend their money on a versatile guy like Lindor, switch hitter, very reliable defense, hits for power, hits for average, steals bases. So, um, if imagine that blunder, imagine that this comes to the point where the Mets can't get a deal done. And then Francisco Lindor just takes the seven train over. And that's the end of the story that that would be, that would be the greatest twist in whatever story Mets fans have written in their head about Steve Cohen, you know, kind of shoving the Yankees aside and using his spending power to make them look like chumps, even though they were laughing at us for the, our failures for largely the last two decades um, well, at least ever since, what, 2000, yeah, two decades, 2001. We've won one championship since then um, about how it's not possible to buy championships and buy a team that can get to the World Series. So now they love that narrative this offseason because it's sort of fit into what Steve Cohen was believed to be uh, angling towards. And now we're looking at a situation where he could lose the – big ticket that he got his hands on to the team that he's directly but indirectly uh competing with because he claims he wants the Mets to create their own excitement and not have the Yankees do anything uh, have to do with any of anything that they're doing but uh I would beg to differ that the narrative would be flipped on its head if that were the scenario where Lindor walks in free agency and happens to land with the Yankees I don't want that to happen I want Glaber to just be good and then maybe give him a contract extension and not have to worry about all this drama but It's very real now because we are less than 24 hours away from first pitch, and it's going to change everything.
2: Hey, Twitter world. It takes two to tango. How much do you think Mets owner Steve Cohen should spend on his next bajillion dollar art acquisition instead of a good player? I'm so tired of this man. Um, We won't talk that much Mets moving forward, but this is certainly worth examining because uh, they started it. That's why they started it. End of story. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Opening freaking day is in about 24 hours. We cannot wait. We are staying positive. We like what we saw this spring. We like a lot of the momentum, and we are over the moon that a full season with fans is en route. Until next time, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to drop us a five-star review in the comments. Leave a mailbag question. I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib.
3: And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. And in the meantime, everyone head on over to YanksGuard.com. We still got the content churning out for you opening day. Once again, tomorrow, if you're heading to the stadium, please get a chicken finger bucket and a gigantic beer. It will make everyone happy. If you could also post a picture of that, uh, what, 10,300 fans or something? Something like that. Enjoy yourselves if you're going. Also, talk to us on the official YanksGuard Twitter account at YanksGuardFS. We will be live there every day. Uh, every day during games and even on off days we want to hear what you have to say we want to create whatever ideas you have into content and until then folks pizza friday will be next yankees are off on pizza friday so we can kick back and enjoy and just love life everyone we'll see
2: you then how about that see everybody
0: introducing under Armour's infinity high sports bra its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever
3: before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.